0: Ray. Hello. Did you know that the trial of the tribal chief was gonna to happen tonight? I did. Did you think we were gonna get what we got tonight? Kinda. But did you think they were gonna kick the can a little further down the road? Did you think, did you think this was gonna be the night?
1: I, I didn't think Roman was gonna get completely kicked out, no. Did you think
0: they were going to postpone the announcement of Jay versus Roman before tonight? Which they kind of have. I mean, he didn't officially accept, but...
1: Maybe. I don't know. I feel like this is kind of where it makes sense to do that. The only real reason I would expect them to have postponed it is because they've kind of postponed a lot with the Bloodline feud. Right. And that's not... I, I think the Bloodline feud is great, but if I were to have one critique of it, that would be it. That it's just going on really long. Yeah, that's a critique that happens a
0: lot in episodic television. So, But that's going, everything with wrestling. So. Right, absolutely. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the trial of the tribal chief. We're going to talk a little bit about these tournaments that we have going on right now in AEW and that's going to be a teaser for a series of pods to do what I hope to do on but tournaments are a great format to create rivalries to push you through the next little bit. They're a great way to tell stories. We have a lot of examples of that in both real life with sports and or your fake life in the movies and we will hit on that a little bit but save some for what I hope to be is an extended series which will include everybody you've ever heard jump in on that's jumped in on any of these go home heat podcasts you were listening to go home heat you will hear all of that after this welcome to go home heat a wrestling podcast here at go home heat our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form, an art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear, and peaking with RoboCop and Stain. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home, Heat. So tonight we have a trial of the Tribal Chief. The Usos come out to a party. It's kind of crazy. They don't. It's it was not as formal as the one they did on the Monday Night Raw. However, they start to run their mouths a little bit, and we have Roman come out after Paul tells them that they do not have the right to tell him what to do. As he is running his mouth, they say, he says, only one man has the right to tell him what to do. At that point, Solo comes out, rips the mic from him, and then, boom, we get the Roman thing come down. Roman has to absorb several you-suck chants that turned into you get pin." The Madison Square Garden... Crowd on SmackDown tonight was spot on. This is supposedly the most financially successful SmackDown that's ever happened, which they hired Nick Khan, and regardless of everything else, they have made more money than they have ever made, which is an interesting thing. That has also been on the watch of one Roman Reigns, and it has also been, if you count the watch of one Roman Reigns as the champion, you have to say it has also happened while Vince has allowed at least one storyline to be controlled by people other than Vince. And it is the main storyline in all of episodic television right now. Right. Right. So I think that's an interesting correlation to all of this with the financial gains. Now, in kayfabe world, Roman is absorbing these chants. Everybody here played their part, right? Jimmy... And the way Jimmy and Jay kind of finish each other's sentences or repeat each other's sentences, I kind of love so much because it's Mm -hmm. it's that twin thing that you don't necessarily get from everybody else. Of course, this whole thing turns into Roman approaching the man who pinned him, the man who he's had in-ring battles with, and the man who at one point was his right-hand man and main event Jay Uso. And at that point, Roman shows contrition but not really as he says the tribal council put me at the head do you think i want they run a vignette exhibit a versus the tribal chief and we get this series of moments where roman is either belittling them roughing them up pitting them against one another and then roman says hey that wasn't who you know that's not who i am that wasn't who i am i was all of this the hall of famer, the champion long before I was the tribal chief. It was our families that forced me to be that guy. And he, Roman crying right. on a moment's notice is an interesting, two things I admire Roman for being able to do. One, crying at the drop of a hat, two, the way he handles steel chairs, steel steps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He throws steel steps around like people throw their book bags around. Right. He's a strong guy. What did you
1: think about this segment of it, Ray? Um, I thought this segment was very good. Um, it was easily the best part of the night. Being
0: able to pull the tox- toxicity of his relationship with them and pin it on their family, even the, li- the line that stuck with me, of course, is the, I have five kids at home. Do you think, and I'm paraphrasing, did you, do you think I really wanted to have to take care of yours too? That hits you where you where you live. You know, both those guys are proud dads. Guy they grew up with, constantly being told he was better than them, and then him constantly berating them and putting them in these situations. That line stuck home to me. I felt like you know. Then of course, Roman says, you know, I don't want this. I'll take this weight lifted off of me, and he he takes the tribal lay around his shoulders and he he presents it to. Jimmy, and then he drops his belt, and he's crying. And even though we knew it was going to happen, still, he played it so well, right? Right. And then he takes a knee, and he gives Jay the either Ric Flair or China, depending on how you feel about it, the elbow, the European elbow to the nether regions, the ambags. And, of course, that drops Jay, and then every time... Jimmy or Jay are able to get this fight that breaks out after this swung against Roman. Solo manages to pull it away to the point where they even manage to get Jay tied up in the ropes and completely take Jimmy out. Jay gets freed, attacks again. This is the point where he's slinging the stairs around. I thought all of this was great. As Jay winds up eventually succumbing to the physicality, they really do put Jimmy out. Not really, but you know, in part. And we cut to commercial with everybody laid out. Roman and and Solo and Wise Man anointed. This is a good way to end it as, as Jay is chasing or running with his brother alongside the gurney up to the ambulance, I'm not going to leave you, I'm right here, Bruce, all that. And we have the entire baby face locker room there watching in horror, although none of them <laughs> bothered to run down the stairs and help.
1: Right. Uh, I, I guess fear of Roman. The trope yes. that will never die. Right. There, everyone was in catering.
0: Everyone was in catering. No. Te- the television was out for some reason in catering. Nobody noticed. Right. Or that was none of their business, you might say. Maybe it was pizza day. P- pizza day is a good day in catering, I bet. Mm-hmm. In New York, pizza day? Mm. New York pizza? Come on.
1: Everyone's yeah. pizza day. Screw those who says. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right. Ooh, he's going to the ambulance? That sucks. So, okay, then there's a whole show. We're not going to go into the show too much. I thought Edge had a great little matchup there. It was kind of weird that there were three minutes for Cross and AJ, but whatever. And then they did tease us with the whole EO, Shirai going to cash in the money in the bank. They had me for a second because it's been a while since we've seen... Because, you know, they always do the women's...
1: Right. They do. They There's been a, a, a trope recently where whenever a woman's money in the bank... Whenever a Miss Money in the Bank cash uh, wins, they cash in very soon. And uh, because of that, they kind of subverted it here.
0: Yeah. Right. right. They made you think it was going to come and then it wasn't. Which is good because... First of all, I'm not ready for Asuka to not be involved in all these things. Right. Is Asuka ever going to get to be the main star of her title reigns? No, right? I don't, I don't this, know. This is her last title reign. She won't ever be the main star. EO Io either. EO's not going to be the star of all this. She may be the one that gets the next championship reign, but she'll lose it. Well, Hunter might think differently, but... Um, I think Hunter did the very best he could just getting a title reign for him Mm. and a prospective title reign for Io. I think the other guy, VKM, we'll call him, won't allow for that. Right. Right? Now, end of the show. Jay's back. He's mad. And let's let's get after it. He goes to the ring. Crowd. Shield-like. Right?
1: Right.
0: Jumps everything's going crazy. He jumps Solo over the rail, takes Solo out of action. Then we wind up, as we know what Roman's real kryptonite is, what is Roman's kryptonite? Uh, a steel chair. Uh, Roman tries to hit him with the belt. Jay lands the chair first. Roman gets out of there. Solo proceeds to get a chair broken over him. The retreat of Roman and Paul speak volume. Jay points out, you took Jimmy from me. Now, I am the judge, the jury, the executioner. I thought it was great. Right. He was so hot. The judge, Uh the jury, the executioner, trial by combat. I don't care about brothers. I don't care about wise men. You need to let me whip your ass again. Mm -hmm. Perfect. It was very good. This is where we need to be. Absolutely. Roman taking out Jimmy because of the brother thing was so much more than just Roman taking out the guy that can help you, like a numbers game thing. It's his brother. And Jay pointing that out at the end, you took Jimmy from me. Now I got to take everything from you. Right. It was so good. It was so well done. And I can't wait to see where the storyline continues to go. I think... Who would you nominate if you were saying, okay, I'm, I'm nominating somebody for an Emmy in this. Is it Roman or Jay? Or Paul?
1: I would not go Paul. Um, I would go Jay because I... Because Roman already has a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point.
0: That's a great point. Now, on Rampage right now, we see Jeff Hardy making his way to the ring. He is attacked. I'm sorry. We see Matt on Rampage right now. We see Matt Hardy making his way to the ring
1: with Jeff, with Jared. Jeff
0: Jarrett. And that brings us to this wild tournament that we have here. In which, and I, I didn't love it the first time I saw when they put MJF and Adam Cole together. And I'm gonna tell you why. You wanna know why?
1: Why? Because
0: it's a WWE trope. When two guys are gonna wrestle for a title, they'll put them in a tag team match together here and there to for no good reason. And if you don't tag team together well, you know if you attack each other, well, you don't get the title match. Right. And that works every now and then, but it's not. Really, every now and then. It's more once out of every 40 times they do it, right? Right. Now, they haven't gone to it much lately, but you get where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. So I didn't love it. And then Adam Cole and MJF kind of have so much charisma, and they're so funny anyway. It works really well. And so I was like, okay, this is great. And then I start looking at this format And the uniqueness of this particular tournament, it is their tag team tournament, but it is one where they have randomized each competitor. In theory, it's randomized, although I don't know how randomized it is because it is such a great conceptual tournament in that like Sammy and Daniel Garcia had a rivalry a little bit but as Jericho begins to go into this thing where he may leave their faction, the Jericho uh, Society, yeah. Appreciation Society, and maybe joining up with Don Callis, one of them or both of them need to take flight here and become the most right. important thing. And so having them together in a tag tournament allows you to tell stories where either they blame each other or. They grow without Jericho. It allows Jericho to try to take credit for it. If it works, he gets to blame them. If it doesn't, and it it's bigger than just the tournament. Matt Hardy and Jeff being together is just weird. They've been feuding, but whatever. It's got to work. They used they used uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Scott in the match against MJF and Cole. It worked beautifully. As match s- against
1: uh, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. You are
0: so right. And it was a great match. Right.
1: It was far better than the MJF, Cole. Uh, Daddy Magic and the Butcher, I think it was.
0: Yeah. Although, that, I got a kick out of those two guys. I always do. But yes. Yeah. Right. But the more, and though MJF, Cole playing off each other, the whole match was great. Right. Here's the thing. Cassidy and Darby are going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. anyway so putting them together and they are so fire and ice right you know Cassidy's the one that just whatever I'll go with it Darby is so again you know what though it's not that unsimilar as much as they're fire and ice Mm -hmm. they both will fight anybody anywhere anytime so it's a it's just a weird comparison like conceptually uh huh. And to see them work well, like their their tandem moves were fantastic. Right. And Keith Lee got to get over big time. Swerve and him are mad. They set up. They're setting up some stuff too because you had Swerve wrestling the guy that Darby brings into the company now that he's eighteen and on TV next week. So that worked really really well. I, I just really like this. Tour- but tournaments in general. Now we had the Owen Hart tournament going on as well. We got Punk. Versus Joe, which there's a trilogy in which Punk's never beaten Joe. We watched that first match today, which was, how good was that Samoa Joe first
1: match with CM Punk in ROH? It was insanely good. Huh? Yeah.
0: Half hour, was it a half hour? It was a full hour. Full hour. It was a full hour. Full hour. I did not realize we watched that match for a full hour. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a little lengthy, but I thought it was a half hour. So, in a way, that's probably a compliment. Right. <laughs> and they beat the snot out of each other, and nobody, nobody was even all that mad that it was a draw. Right. Yeah, I mean, in the crowd. The crowd was hot for an hour. Even an RH crowd, that's pretty good. Right. It was fantastic. Okay, now we're going to get this rematch, and we don't know, like, who needs to win that match. Like, in your mind, if you book these things, well, Joe shouldn't lose, but doesn't Joe have a belt? And if Punk goes over him, then does Punk want to wrestle him for that belt? What are we gonna do about the bu- the belt in Punk's bag? And down and the what road, what are we gonna do with Jay White and Punk? Jay White and Punk—that's gonna be something else. And then you also have like Hobbs versus Hobbs versus Starks.
1: Starks which that, I mean, there's a story there that never never really got resolved because they had that little weird little one-off match.
0: See, we have two things that really—you know—even though Punk's never beaten Joe. Punk went off to be the the biggest thing around, and Joe wound up as great as he was in all these companies that he went to after the ROH feud. He never reached the heights of Punk, usually due to injury. Right. And here we get them to resolve this. And then in this company, in the short time they've been here, Starks and Hobbs were in the same faction. Hobbs is the one they chose. Now that faction doesn't really exist anymore. But still, they never resolved their issues. And the juice thing with with uh, Starks in the first match made sense. Getting to see Dustin made sense. We go into the women's division. We've got Athena and Willow coming up soon. Uh, Ruby loses to Britt in the finals. They tell that Beat story Britt. again. Last year, Britt goes over on a little roll-up thingy. This year, Ruby goes over cheating on a roll-up thingy. You continue that irritation between those two sides, and then you have Ruby turn to face Sky Blue. Sky Blue being the young, vibrant, really good bell-to-bell girl. Do you like the way
1: these tournaments are setting up and allowing them to tell stories? Of, Of course. Especially the tag. I think the tag tournament adds a new character of just watching these really interesting characters interact with each other. And in ways that would otherwise not be particularly possible.
0: Right. And you can always, with a tournament, you can go back to things that weren't resolved like you are talking about. Absolutely. You can go back to things that were resolved, and you don't have to make sense of why these two people are combative with one another Mm -hmm. because it's a tournament. That's Mm. who you drew. Mm. You can have face versus face Mm.
1: because it's
0: a tournament. That's who you drew. You know the best tournament like this in all of wrestling?
1: Yeah. Tell me. G1. G1.
0: It's a month-long Royal Rumble. Absolutely. They tell stories. You find out the matchups that are going to be important over the year. You find out who, who the key players in, champion, in the championships of the different divisions are going to be. Right. You bring in the outsider to come in and tell these stories with you. You get the one-offs. You get the guy who goes deep. You get the guy who gets upset and has to learn how to rebuild himself all over again. Right. I, I love the G one. We're gonna. I hope we get Jared to come in and talk about that a little bit. Tournaments are fantastic, and we're gonna get into this. This is um, what's coming next is a commercial for the next few episodes that I hope I can get done for you guys because I haven't recorded them yet, but I'm gonna try. Movies, mm-hmm. tournament formats always great right? every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie (laughs) you've got you take a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Ray zero great actors zero great script tournament format awesome Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean you can take uh, over the top Sylvester Stallone is arm wrestling in a tournament Mm. love it Give it to me all, right. all day, twice on Sunday. Uh, I'll take it. There's so many more, but I don't wanna waste all of I don't wanna shoot all my bullets right here, because we'll get into that in a different episode. You go into real life with the NCAA tournament and how it has changed you know, NCAA has taken March Madness and turned it into the biggest moneymaker in all of college sports with this one tournament over, you know, a series of weeks. And now they've pivoted that, and because of the way they're they're utilizing ESPN, the College World Series is doing that, and so is college softball. Tournaments, you know, we got the world, the Women's World Cup's coming up. That's a tournament. People will get fired up about it. It's going to be the kind of thing, all of a sudden you'll start hearing people go, I don't understand why Americans don't love soccer more, especially this time of year, or this time every few years, when it's the Women's World Cup because the USA is really, really good. They're the, best, they're the best women's team in the world. So Americans, of course, like winners. So they go, hey, why don't we like soccer more? We win at this. Seth Rollins just won, going back to wrestling, Seth Rollins just won a tournament. It made that title feel legitimate when he, when he won it. Mm-hmm. You took a guy that had been hot. You showcased him in match after match after match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And explained, hey, he, here's why. Absolutely. Here's why. And not only that, but you utilized the tournament to let you know what kind of champion Seth Rollins was going to be. Now, this Adam
1: Cole thing with MJF, where does it go, Ray? Well, it's, it's going to lead to Adam Cole versus MJF, I believe, right? Because of to. course it is. Has to. There's, I think there, this is a one-route thing. Eventually, they're going to lose or something. I don't know. Do you think they're going to win the tournament? I do? You do? I do. I think they'll win, and I think they'll probably lose to FTR.
0: Right. And the loss to FTR, the the real question to this to me is, and you tell me what you think, does it end with a super kick or does it end with a European nutter cut? I don't know. Because either NJF is going to hit him with a European uppercut to the nuts or Adam Cole is going to Shawn Michaelson. And I don't know which one it is, but one of them's coming. And we're going to get, And the, you know, I love the thing where they went to the gym and uh-huh. they worked out, you know, oh, my God, what well, do you know? Adam Cole's so strong. <laughs> little little uh, very strong camera work there. This is a great way to tell stories. I think that you get where we're going with this. I think you're going to like where this winds up. I appreciate you for listening. Ray, go home. One last thing. I'm going to make you make a prediction. Cole. Super kicks, MJF,
1: or MJF turns on Cole. I think they're both going to turn on each other as soon as they can. I feel like
0: Cole is the one who hits the super kick when when they lose the tournament. It's just so predictable if MJF does it.
1: Right. MJF's supposed to do it. They could also turn this into kind of a thing for MJF's character where it's like, despite the fact that he's pretending to be Adam Cole's friend, he's starting to kind of like being Adam Cole's friend. Right. Because he, because he's getting everyone else to hate him. And MJF can't have friends. Right. And
0: they've even wrote it in the script. I'm not doing this to MJF as a, as a mean person. They've even put the fact that he can't, like his fiance left him. Right. He, you know, his factions leave him. Every time MJF is left without friends because he's this is the first time really we've seen the Sammy thing was blatantly obvious that he was using him but this is the kind of thing where to be honest isn't the way what we know of MJF isn't this the kind of thing where he would want to lose the first match right you know right And be done because he doesn't like to work that much. But, no, he's enjoying this. He likes to run. He's got a finisher he wants him to use sometimes. That's part of this story is going to be when do they use the double clothesline. Right. Because Cole finishes it on his own. Do they keep doing that? I would. Right? Right. i keep doing it, and then the the finals of the tournament is when they'd hit their finisher if I was in. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you for listening. Y'all have a great time. Listen to Pro Wrestling. Check out our friends at Game Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out our friends at Daily Smart. If you want stuff to stop shop for all things Pro Wrestling, check us out. Like, subscribe. Find me on the Twitter machine at Go home Heat one to Talk to us. Hey, maybe you want to come on a show and talk about tournament play. I don't know. Get up with me. We'll talk. All right. And? Go Home. Thank you so much, Ray.